Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this Inc. Insight HCI podcast episode, I explore the recent Inc. video, Matt Mullenwith, why distributed workplaces are more productive than offices. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this Inc. Insight HCI podcast episode. Today, I'll be exploring the recent Inc. video, Matt Mullenweg, Why Distributed Workplaces Are More Productive Than Offices. WordPress co-founder Matt Mullenweg explains why even the best office cultures can't compete with distributed workplaces. I'll explore this very brief video. It's only two minutes. I'll break it into two sections and add in some of my own thoughts and commentary and in some ways agree with what Matt is saying, but in other ways challenge what he's saying as well, given some of the existing research. Thanks for joining me and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. honestly an area where I think we need some more academic research as well. Um, I think it depends on what's contributing to the increased productivity. Uh, So one thing that would be one of my theories or hypotheses to test is that because people are getting parts of their day back, maybe the time they spend commuting, which could be 10 or 15 minutes, or some people could be two hours a day. Um, Maybe it's because they can intersperse their day with things that make them happy, like hugging their spouse or kids or going for a walk in the woods or something like that, that it's easier to mix into your workday when you're working from anywhere than if you are, you know, in an office with with everyone else. Um, So I guess it would depend. I completely agree with everything he says in the first part of this very brief ink video. And he opens, and I appreciate his intellectual honesty. He opens by calling for more academic research into the productivity issues around distributed workforces. And of course, this is of particular relevance to us right now because of the COVID pandemic and how so many offices and so many workers have gone remote, how so many teams are working remotely, uh, even international teams that are working remotely, and the geographic barriers that we've previously had to our teams, uh, they've been broken down. And so clearly we're all in the middle of this and probably most of you listening to this episode also have had at least some sort of flexible work arrangement where you've worked uh, remotely uh, over the past year. And so the question is, has that been effective? And I think it's really important here to break that question down a bit. So on the one hand, we have productivity. Have we been more productive as a distributed workforce, if you're in a company that went remote. 
have you been more productive? And I think there's growing amount of evidence, though certainly more academic research is needed. There's a growing amount of evidence to show that, yes, in fact, we have been more productive this past year. And so that's his hypothesis, and he does call for more research, and I I would say the same. Let's get more research on this. Uh, But also then he lays out his hypothesis and why he thinks some of that might – some of the reasons behind that. And he points to uh, people not having their commutes anymore. And so taking back anywhere from a half an hour to even a couple hours worth of time or more every day uh, because they're not commuting to and from the physical office. He also talks about the flexibility of the remote work arrangements that allows you to weave in your life throughout your workday and vice versa. So if you need to take a break, if you want to go run an errand, you don't need to get anyone's approval. You don't have to, um, you know, think about taking your lunch break to go do things or coming home, you know, having all that pressure on your mind, errands, after day. you can split things up and you can divide it up and divvy up your day in a way that makes sense to you. Even simple things like just spending, you know, five, 10 minutes during a break with your kids or giving your wife a hug or whatever, you know, go take the dogs on a walk multiple times a day. There are so many different little things we can do interspersed throughout our day uh, that can really lead to us being a little bit more centered and connected to our our work life, uh, that balance that we're striking, and that can lead to people being a little bit more productive. Uh, And I, I agree that I think that's probably one of the issues at play here, and I would love to see more academic research on that very specific notion of just being able to connect with others in your home life throughout your day in a way to bolster what you're doing and to get you reinvigorated for your work. And I know for me, for example, I know this is an N of one, this is anecdotal, but for me, uh, I, I've long done a lot of remote work. Uh, I'm a professor. I, I work at the university. Certainly I have meetings, I have classes, I have office hours and such, but I also have always worked from home quite a bit. And this past year though, it's almost been exclusively from home. And I've really enjoyed being able to just walk out of my home office and say hi to everybody and smile and give hugs and spend, you know, a little bit of a break with them or taking the dogs for a walk. And it's, it's made a big difference for me in just being really productive. I can focus on what I'm doing for a time and then take a break like everyone needs to anyways. And then I'm in, in better shape. I'm in better mental shape going back to my day. And I really want to make sure that I'm as productive as possible during my working times so that when I'm not working, I can really be there and present with my family and not have to worry about work stuff. And so that, that's, that's been something that's been helpful for me. Okay. So that's, that's one question though. That's the productivity question. The other part of this that he's not getting at at all, he's not touching on at all is the engagement question. Now, those aren't the same thing. Uh, productive, you know, an employee being more productive isn't necessarily the same thing as, being, of, as them being more engaged. And in fact, higher levels of productivity without en- engagement to go along with it, higher levels of productivity can lead to burnout. And that's also something that I've seen some evidence for over this past year is not only increased levels of productivity, but also increased levels of burnout and all of the stress and anxiety and mental health challenges and social isolation, um, all of that can be really hard to deal with. And so 
I think we can't decouple those two questions. They go hand in hand. Firm sustainable organization, uh, certainly we want productivity, but it has to be done in a sustainable way. And if we're not careful, then very quickly we could burn people out. People are going to leave. They're going to go to other places or they're just going to start balancing their own uh, scale in terms of what they think is reasonable for their work. And those productivity gains can start to very quickly go away. And at the same time, you diminish commitment to the organization. The other uh, aspect of that that goes hand in hand with engagement is company culture. And are you able to establish and maintain and sustain the type of culture that you want in your organization when you're all working remotely and you have this distributed workforce? That's a really important question. And it's certainly possible there are ways to do it, but it is more challenging when you're all working remotely. So I I just wanted to share those thoughts uh, in response to this first part of uh, his remarks around distributed workplaces and the productivity gains that we can see from them. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. I do believe that there is functional and dysfunctional distributed organizations and functional and dysfunctional in-office organizations. And I actually have a post called The Five Levels of Autonomy, Distributed Organizations. If you just Google that, it's on my blog at ma.tt. It sort of talks about different ways you can work in a distributed fashion. Now, if we were to compare what I would call the highest functioning in-person large organizations, because they're called 100 people plus, with the high functioning distributed over 100 people, I would say the distributed is going to be, my estimate, 25 to 30% more productive than even the best office culture. Um, I don't think that's true for very small teams, 10 or 15. If you can get everyone around a conference room, maybe it's better if you're all in the room. But as soon as you get to where you can't fit everyone in the same room, the communication style, the autonomy, the control, the, everything that you give to people, um, the tools to be better at their workday, I think enables much more effective uh, work and a better product. Again, I appreciate how he starts the second part of his remarks here in this second clip where he says that certainly there are more effective and less effective uh, virtual teams, distributed teams, as well as physical teams. 
right? And workplaces. And he does make the distinction between those larger organizations that are a hundred employees or more and really small organizations. Uh, and, and he seems to acknowledge and, and suggest that smaller organizations where you can actually get everyone into the same, you know, conference room that he thinks that probably you can be more productive and effective when you're all together in the same office. Uh, but he suggests that once you get outside of that that uh, range where everyone can be together in the same room for a meeting, uh, that that really the distributed workplace, the, the remote workers, that it's going to be much more productive than even the most positive company culture that you would see in a physical workplace. And he suggests that it could be 25 to 30 percent more productive. Now, that's that's where he loses me because I'm not sure I see any evidence for that. Um, he, I'm sure he has his reasons and he could probably elaborate if I had the chance to ask these questions to him directly. I'm only responding to, you know, very brief remarks that he made, uh, in response to an interview with Inc. And so I acknowledge that, uh, that I'm working with limited information and I'm sure that he could provide some really good, uh, reasoning behind his estimate there. But given, what I don't know about his reasoning, you know, I, I can't help but question it. And I think the 25 to 30% uh, increase in productivity gains for a good distributed workplace over even the very best of in-person traditional workplace cultures, you know, I think that is highly questionable. Um, for some of the reasons I mentioned in my remarks to the first clip, it is very different to think about productivity gains versus engagement and culture. And just because you can get short-term productivity gains, that doesn't necessarily mean anything for the long-term success of the organization. And it can have very potentially negative consequences for long-term organizational commitment, engagement, and the sustaining and maintenance of a positive and healthy organizational culture. And that's, that's the struggle that I would see um, in terms of, you know, what he suggests is a 25 to 30 percent uh, productivity gain. And I would suspect that he would mean that in the long term, not in the short term. Now, I, I will agree with him that that there are definitely things that you can do that will have ongoing productivity gains when you're in a distributed workplace. Um, meetings can happen more effectively and efficiently oftentimes. Well, I, I should say many types of meetings can happen more effectively and efficiently uh, when you have distributed teams. But there are other types of meetings that are much harder to kind of gain that the secret sauce and the magic behind the collaborative energy that happens when you're just on a team's, on a team's meeting, on a Zoom meeting. And that's, that's hard to replicate. Uh, there are ways to, to do virtual meetings more effectively, and we could talk about that, and I've talked about it before on the podcast uh, and that can certainly enhance things. But but I, I think that is a drawback to strictly distributed workforces and virtual team members trying to collaborate and innovate together. But there are other aspects of it that, that really can be more productive. And I've, I've felt it. I've seen it in my own life this past year. I think, to, in my mind, this is why it comes back to what many people are suggesting will be the emergence of the hybrid work environment. Uh, where you're going to try to get the best of both worlds, where you're going to get together in person when 
when it is called for, when those collaborative strategic sessions and, and opportunities to really uh, get together, collaborate, innovate, uh, where those really pull us together to be in person, there's going to be a time and a place for that, for sure. But there's also, I think, increased recognition that we don't need to be together in the physical office space as much as perhaps people thought we did before. And I, I completely agree with that. Again, as someone who for years, for well over a decade, I've had a physical office at the university and I've put in, uh, depending on the age of my children and if we had a new baby or not, you know, anywhere from 10 hours a week on campus versus, you know, the rest of the time at home upwards. I probably never put in more than more than 30 to 35 hours a week on campus with other work at home. And that, and it, that, that ebb and flow has changed over time to, uh, dependent on family circumstances. And I've always seen the value of having uh, autonomy and the ability to work virtually and to connect with people and collaborate virtually versus also being able to be together in person. And as much as I've had an incredibly productive year this past year that I give credit in large part to the pandemic and the, the everyone else kind of changing their mindset and being more open to virtual teams as much as I can acknowledge that, I can also see that there are definite, definite drawbacks to it and the limited face-to-face and direct human exposure that we would have if we were together in person. All of that said, we absolutely need to break down the dogma around in-person teams, and I think this pandemic has helped us to do that. So, for example, just arbitrarily having a culture around people having butts and seats and being in person in the office in the first in last out kind of a mentality about who's the best employee. All of that's nonsense. And that's garbage. We just need to get rid of that's, that's not, that doesn't speak to anything about someone's work ethic and, and productivity and ability to achieve and to, to have positive outcomes for the organization. Uh, those are outdated kind of social cues and norms that we don't need in our organizations anymore. So let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of the nonsense. Let's hold on to those positive elements that happen through in-person interaction. Let's also embrace the techno- technologically driven productivity gains that can happen uh, and, and frankly, the inclusivity gains that can happen as we embrace more virtual and distributed workplace kind of models. And let's do that through a hybrid model where we uh, allow for and accommodate uh, the different circumstances of different employees. I think it's very possible. I, so I appreciate Matt and I appreciate his, his thoughts here because it's really spurred me on to think about uh, some of these issues and to, to share some of my thoughts with you. I suspect as I've been sharing my thoughts, you're, you're um, connecting that with your own experience and what you've observed over this past year. And some of what I'm saying may resonate with you and other things may not resonate with, with you. And that's great. Uh, I think that, speaks back to that connects back to what he was saying right at the very beginning that we just need more research on this. We need more academic research. We need more practitioner oriented um, research and we need to, we need to do some trial and error and just investigate and see what's going to work. And my suspicion is there's no one size fits all. There rarely is. And so it really is going to be largely dependent on the organization, its culture, the products and services it provides, how it, uh, interacts with its customers, uh, and ultimately each organization is going to have to figure this out for themselves.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As always, I hope you can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.